Okay, so Christina, how much did you spend? How much did you spend? Uh, I spent $3,500 <laughs> on my new iPad. <laughs> Now, I, yeah. I remember you debating oh. this and there there was some question yeah. about what you should get because you weren't sure how much you wanted to spend. And I guess the answer was all of it. All of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. You want all all of money. It. <laughs> so so for some background, so I've wanted a new iMac for quite some time. Actually a couple of years, but um this was really the right the right moment. I know everybody's like, well, why don't you get the iMac Pro? All right, because that's crazy crazy expensive <laughs> like that, that that starts at five thousand that's ridiculous that that's that's like and i don't need that you know what i mean and there is like a big <laughs> difference between fully specking out you know a, a, a normal person's imac and, and getting an imac pro that you don't need um so but 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 i i was excited because you know the, there's the the 5k got an update it has the kb lake processors it has um better gpu uh, it oh. has uh, Thunderbolt 3.0 ports. So this is all good stuff, right? And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. as a gift to myself for, you know, changing my entire life and also because I need a new computer, I'm going to buy uh, a, a new iMac. And um, I did the highest configuration. So the, the model with the 8 gigabyte GPU, the the AMD it's not as All good right. as you know an aftermarket uh, Nvidia or anything, but it'll it'll be good. No, um, no. For, I mean, it'll be it's really not good. good. Apple doesn't ship anything that's good like that. In exactly. IMAC, I mean, unless it's the it, iMac Pro. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's good enough for VR, especially in boot camp or whatever. Um, oh. But I, I went ahead and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll upgrade it to the i7, and um, I knew I was not going to upgrade the RAM from Apple because the 27-inch is the only laptop left that has user-replaceable and accessible RAM. Like, I think you can technically replace it on the 21-and-a-half-inch iMac, but you've got to take the screen off and take the logic board out. And, oh, and, it's and, and, have and you it's, ever it's done that? On. It's so bad. No, I have not on a twenty-one and a half inch. I haven't, but but it looks like a nightmare. Like it, it, I look at, I fix the videos and I cry. This so this deeply is deeply like, unpleasant. So, but this one just has like a RAM door, and so I was like, well, why would I pay Apple prices for RAM, which are obscene, when I could go to OWC, Mac Sales, or Newegg and get cheaper RAM? <laughs> so, um, Andrew Cunningham of a, a wire cutter. Um, recently did the exact same setup. He like basically got the exact same computer and he told me what RAM he got at Newegg, which was actually even cheaper than the RAM that they were selling at OWC, who I love. But huh. I mean, you know, it was like $40 less. I'm yeah, not going to RAM is RAM. RAM yeah. is RAM. So I got... I got some... Uh, I got another 16 gigabytes of RAM that will bring my total to 24. And, uh, and, and you know, if down the line I want to upgrade past that, I can. But my big question, what I'd kind of posed on Twitter, I was like, okay, well... What hard drive do I want? Because right. if I got yeah. the two terabyte or the three terabyte fusion drive, I was thinking about that. I was like, should I do a two or three terabyte fusion drive? Um, because there's no way I'm not spending the one terabyte SSD price. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to, you know, getting feedback on Twitter. And, and my, my concern, my, my thought was everybody was like, just get the SSD. 512 is fine. I'm like, 512 is not fine because I plan on having this computer for five years and I know that I will run out of out, out of space. And mm-hmm. yes, you can have external drives and all that, but like I, I'd rather not deal Why with it. Why bother when you can avoid it, right? Right. And right. so and right. so you know, I looked at the Fusion Drive because I reviewed systems with a Fusion Drive before and I haven't had any issues with them. And I did know that at those capacities, 
Apple does what I think is not cool on their Fusion Drive now. And so for anybody in the audience who doesn't know, the Fusion Drive is is a hybrid drive. So you have a certain amount of SSD storage and you have um, like a, a standard three and a half inch hard drive. And then the operating system manages where files are stored. And so the idea is that like your photos and your music and things you don't access that often can be stored on the slower platter-based hard drive and stuff that you're accessing all the time is on this the the fast SSD storage. Mm-hmm. Um, what they've changed in the last couple of years, and I don't like this, is that if you have a, a, a lower capacity, a two ter- under the two terabyte size drive, so like the one terabyte Fusion drive, the amount of flash storage they give you is really limited. It's like thirty two gigabytes. It's a really limited really? amount. Yeah. Oh my used god, to, that's used, only enough for system. If um, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and not even all your system stuff. On the two terabyte, wow. three terabyte, which were the two options I'm looking at, they do still give you 128 gigabytes of, of um, SSD. And so that would be okay. And I would like, okay, well, that could work. And I, and I thought about it and I was trying to kind of, you know, gauge people on Twitter, would this be able to work or would this not? But Andrew Cunningham again came through and he said, well, if you're going to use it the in boot camp, yeah, boot camp yeah. doesn't use anything from the SSD on the Fusion Drive. It would yep. only be booting off yep. the platter. And since yep. a big part of the reason I didn't know that, and since a big part of the reason, you know, I'm getting this this completely tricked out system with the eight gigabyte GPU and all this stuff is that I would like to get a Vive and do VR stuff and 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 maybe play games on it, because why not? If, if I mm-hmm. finally have a machine capable of doing that, I don't want to be running games off of like uh, a regular hard drive. I just don't. No, it'd be yeah. terrible. Um, it would yeah. be a bad experience. Yeah. And so at that moment, I was like, okay, well, then I have no choice. I'm going to have to do the <laughs> SSD. That and was that, the moment that your fate that, was sealed. That was the moment I was like, all right. I, I mean, I know it's a bad deal. I know it's overpriced. But the Fusion Drive, Apple brought that out in a, you know, an age where you know conventional drives were still very much a thing. Yes. You know, this is before they uh, acquired, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, you know, that Israeli SSD company to like yeah, I think, I think it really was. get right uh, whatever it was but to really get the prices down on that so I felt like at the time it was a good stopgap measure but what I really worry about with those fusion drives is I think they're fine out of the gate and I think they'll be fine for one or two years but I worry about it you know five years from now because right. like conventional hard drives just do fail. Yeah, they, they just definitely do. do. It's just what the technology does. Yeah. And that's why you got the the fusion drive, right? Christina was the hope that you could still be using it a few years from now, or do you want to replace be able to replace it a few years from now? Well, no, I'd like to be able to not have to. So that's yeah. why I got the full. That's why I got the pure SSD. So I got the one oh, terabyte the SSD. SSD. I, I got the pure SSD. Yeah, I paid the ridiculous upsell and got the one terabyte pure SSD. Um, and and if I need more space than that. Um, then an external will be fine. But, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, 512 will be fine. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I it, it won't. And, <laughs> and especially if, you, if I'm yeah. going to be doing especially games or anything like that. Especially if you want to do VR stuff, which exactly. are you, are you, you do video stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's just too. not, yeah. Oh. You'll go through five twelve just doing rocket. Oh, totally, totally. To yeah, yeah. Well, it was like my my last oh. iMac that I bought in two thousand nine. So that's the last time I bought an iMac was wow, you know, eight years ago. And have you had it that whole time or? Um, I got rid of it a couple years ago, but uh, I I loved it. I used it extensively. It was an, an amazing machine. It was the very first twenty seven inch. Um, it was probably my favorite computer ever. But that one, I uh, 
I think had a one terabyte like regular hard drive. And then I'd, I'd actually open that one up and, and, and put in an SSD because at that time they'd had an option for an SSD, but it was right. like ridiculously expensive. And I wasn't going to do that in 2009. Um, and, and those were still a pain to, to open up, but they didn't glue them together at that moment. <laughs> like they, it was, so, so you have to use these little uh, suction cups to pull the, the glass off. Now, oh my gosh, being, that's now, terrifying. Now, oh, it is terrifying because you're like, if I drop this you're glass, you're doing rocket then, surgery on your <laughs> oh, you thousand are, but, dollar but, machine. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that one was was like I spent like twenty six hundred dollars, I think, on it, and and it was completely tricked out. But but you know, um, you could at least get into it. Whereas the new ones, to get into them, no. <laughs> you have to use like a pizza cutter because no. they're glued <laughs> shut. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's ridiculous. What? So, but this a one's a cutter. Yeah, basically, like iFixit sells a tool that looks like a little pizza cutter that, that you yeah. use on the sides to pry open because they glue the case. They they, they, they glue the screen yep. to the yep. unit. You got to get really, a heat gun and blow it all up yeah, and then um, use these yeah, suction yeah. cup things. Well, Oof. no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You don't use the heat gun in the suction cup anymore. Now they have a pizza cutter because it's glued down. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a new way. It, it's, it's, it's even more complicated. I think that's worse. Oh, it is. It is. It is worse. That's what I'm saying. Like it's insane. So I didn't want to deal with any of that. I did also get the Apple Care Plus, which is it's actually funny. They charge so much for Apple Care on the laptops, and it's like 152 dollars on the iMac. At least that's what I paid. Yeah. And then I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, yeah. And (laughs) you know, with this expensive computer, if something's going on, just the labor cost alone of opening up the iMac. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, just push it out the window. Oh, completely, completely. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I'm going to buy the warranty. And now the warranty actually, it's it's a new thing. I didn't know about this. It, they didn't make a big deal about it. And I, I looked it up and, and some of the sites like Mac Rumors wrote it up. A couple other places did, but um, I they didn't make any sort of note about this. But Apple Care is now on the MacBook and the, the iMac is now Apple Care Plus. And so it covers accidental stuff too. This is brand new. This is as of like June 5th. And so this is uh, for people who have laptops. I mean, iMacs is not as big of a deal, but for a laptop, you know, my my friend Carrie uh, Paul has, she spilled water on her iMac like twice. Like in the first time she was able to get a nice person at the Apple store to like overlook it. And the second time they were like, no, you're going to have to spend $800 to repair your, your logic board. But like, you know, if you spill, you spill liquid on the laptop's, it's ridiculously expensive. And uh, now I, I think – I don't remember what the service charge is. It's it's similar to the iPhone where if you have like um, a screen damage or um, external damage, it's a certain price. And then if you have other damage, which includes water, then mm-hmm. they charge you more and you can do it twice in the three-year period. So that's just a pro tip for anybody buying a Mac. Can I that, digress? The, the warranty. How, how do you yeah. spill water on the iMac? <laughs> Oh, what this it, wasn't the iMac. This was her, Ma- this was her MacBook. Oh, her Air. MacBook. Okay, okay. Yeah. On the iMac, yeah, that would be hard, Everything, right? Like, yeah. that would be. The, the, I, the iMac, I, I don't know what that. you would do. I could do that. I could yeah, do that. I might Maybe be able drinking to drinking well. and playing some games. Yeah, playing I mean, some games. Knows? I'm not going to judge you. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you're playing VR with it, right? And and that's what I'm super excited about is that I yes. finally am going to have. Um, my husband's gaming computer would be powerful enough, but like I don't want to use his gaming computer, and he doesn't no, want me to use his no, gaming it's computer. Icky. So yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so although he has like a 1080, like he has like really nice graphics cards and stuff. But no, I'm really excited to to finally have a computer that I can use VR on, and um, I think that there's some good VR games. Wait, wait. Before we move to that, I've got a question I have to ask yes. you. Yes, I, I have to ask you this. So I respect your choices, and there's nothing worse 
than like dropping, you know, one, two, three thousand dollars on a computer and having some stranger like instruct you on how you should <laughs> spend your own money. That's a good way to preface anything. I'm not no, no, doing no, that, but no, please I, I want to understand. I yeah. want to understand. So for me, I because I've thought about this as well. And if you look at the maxed out specs on, you know, the iMac that you got yeah. versus the Mac Pro, the iMac Pro, I think there's a good argument that that money is well spent. If for no other reason, like this is going to be the equivalent of, you know, like the, the Apple Lisa, you know, like 20 right. years from now, like this is going to be a, a really classic Mac if you're planning on keeping it for five years, I just know I'm weak. I'm yeah. weak. I would have talked myself into that $5,000. Like, what was your reason for not doing that? Honestly, it, I mean, part of it was, you know, the extra 1500 Part of it is the timing, right, if I'm honest. Like, I don't want to wait yeah. four months. Um, right. I know that's a silly reason, but but that's part of it. But the other thing is, you know, I'm looking at this, and it's like when I look at the configuration on the iMac Pro, it looks fantastic, you know, eight-core stuff. But it, it really seems like this is – primarily going to be for people who are who are editing video processing lots of code maybe doing vr you know development work um it's for light and, renders it's for light calculation exactly yeah. and 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 that's really what it's kind of optimized for so i don't know like we will have to wait to see the benchmarks and i'm sure that sure. they will will, will will prove that like for a lot of people who are already spending that much money it might be worth it to just spend the extra 1500 but for me I'm, I don't think it's going to be for for the apps that I use and the, for and for the the things that I use and how those are optimized. I don't know if the applications that I use and what I'm going to be using it for will ever be optimized in such a way that me having you know that's um, fair. The, that's the, the, fair. The, the I definitely relate would be to better. that. Not wanting to. I feel like as soon as you make the decision to drop a lot of money on something, it's really hard to say. I'll I'll wait longer and then spend even more money. Like you're already spending so much. <laughs> you're already spending like, so I much want it now. Well, I would I want like it now as soon as humanly possible, and then I can forget that I ever spent the money and enjoy the thing that I spent right. all the money right. on, rather than just. Well, and, and then for me, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. And then for me too, I think I would always be like questioning if I did like the, the base model, which would be like the eight core with 32 gigs of RAM and a terabyte hard drive and and the Vega GPU or whatever. And I'd be looking at all this stuff, and I would be like. You know, but do I? But do I want to have a step above that? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think that for a lot of, I think that. Can I be uh, honest? It's yeah. the color. It's the oh, color. That's, you're not even wrong. I could wrong. talk Look. myself into it with like the the benchmarks and the light mask calc. But for me, it's because I'd want a sexy black mask. You're not like, even on remotely my desk. wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you could use a Sharpie. Well, I wonder if they're going to sell the accessories separately. Like that would, to me, like if I could get the the magic yeah. keyboard and and the magic uh, trackpad in in uh, you know space gray, that would be hot. Like I'd be totally down for that. Uh, let's also be very real, and, and listeners of the show know this. If I if they if they made it in rose gold, let's say the iMac Pro came in rose gold, we all know what obviously. would happen. I, I obviously yeah. would have done it. Okay, but, but here's in this my. Case, yeah. I think that somebody out there probably makes. High quality stickers or something. You can oh, just yeah. you can have a black Mac without having a yeah. black Mac. Without having a black Mac. Or yeah, you I mean, if you really wanted Mac. to get advanced, <laughs> do you know how they get the color into the aluminum? Do you know how they do this? So they Science. put aluminum. It's a very porous material. Uh, so they throw raw aluminum in these tubs 
of uh, electrically activated uh, solution, like saline. And then they throw dye into it. And it's like, uh, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, and rocket listeners are going to correct me, but it's like an electrophoresis uh, process where then the, the dye is electrified while it's in the holes of your Mac. So what you could do is just take it apart and get the metal case and throw that in your tub and throw a bunch of dye in it and then throw a car battery in it. It's probably going to be fine. So just take my word on that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that seems really cool. Yeah, I mean, look, now I'm like looking at the iMac Pro and I'm like, man, I should have, but no, I mean, I I, know I'm not, I'm not, I'm staying the course. course. I'm happy with what I got. It's, I'm going to be, I'm going to have it for five years. And look, I, I, I do think that for certain people, like if I were, if I were developing software, if I were doing professional 4K editing, if that's all my job was, if I were doing like other stuff, that would be one thing, but that's not what I'm going to be using this for. I mean, I'm mostly, I'm going to be using it to, to, to do Rocket and, and play games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even playing games, I wouldn't be surprised if what I wind up doing, because it, it will be more than good enough for VR at first, but I wouldn't be surprised if down the line I get an external GPU now that um, Apple has a better eGPU support, you know, and 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 use it that way. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I know like that's what people are, are, are doing, like on bare feet, they're, they're already kind of recommending people do that for other Mac configurations. So, but you're not wrong. I think that if it, it, it does about the question, if you're going to pay all that money, why not just go full hog? I just, I want a new computer. I also, part yeah. of me, if I'm honest too, you know how everybody always says like, don't buy the first model, like Apple thing, like for computers. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would be kind of concerned about the iMac pro like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a good and, point. And, and, and so, so it's one of those things that, like, the Gen 2 one, I'm sure, would have all the bugs fixed. And maybe they won't have any heat issues. Maybe, like, they know enough because they've been making the 5K machines for three years. Maybe they, you know, have it figured out. But, yeah, I would I look at that and I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend that much money. Maybe it'll double like, function as a heater. Who knows? Who knows? You don't need who that. Who knows? <laughs> so I want to talk about uh, your choice of – so obviously you're getting a Mac, so yes. you can't have an Oculus Rift. You went with the HTC Vive for your VR Well, I, well, I could get a Rift. I haven't purchased the Vive isn't yet. It, I'm, oh, I'm going to wait. Isn't it uh, Windows OS exclusive? Yeah, I'm sure that it is, but that's the thing. I can just put boot camp on it. Oh, that's true. You can it. partition it. Yeah. Oh, duh. I can partition it just do boot camp on it. So, I mean – Is the GPU strong enough for that on the iMac, or do you have to get the external video I don't think, card? I, I, yeah. You know, I don't know. It, it is an eight gigabyte uh, Radeon GPU. Let me find the the exact thing. I think it should be fine because if I was able to use the Vive and the Oculus on that Alienware laptop that I reviewed, yeah. uh, I think that this would be fine. Wow. Le, le, um, now, granted, I mean, that was it's like really quirky about the specs. Like, you should really check that and find out before you do it. No, I definitely will. So let me find the the GPU. It is the uh, the Radeon Pro 580 with eight gigabytes of of, of RAM. Mm-hmm. I I don't know offhand if that's so. I don't know. Enough. And I mean, you know, it, it should. I, I think it'll be fine. Um, I'll run I'll run tests on it. And yeah, I probably will be getting the Vive. Yeah, Vive is a great machine. I mean, it's the only difference between them. Like the Vive headset, I mean, Simone, back me up on this. Like the Vive headset is more comfortable. Yeah, I think that's uh, better. The tracking is better, but Mm -hmm. the touch controllers are much better. I mean, that's the only difference. Yeah, I was going to say, I've used them both, but I do have to say like the last couple of times I've, uh, because I I did, um, you know, I went to to Tribeca and did a lot of the the VR experiences and some of them were in the Vive and some of them were on the Rift. And and I've, I've played games on both too, not the way you guys have, but I have. And they're both good um i at this point it comes down to like a, an ecosystem question mm-hmm. and so if i was gonna 
buy into one of the ecosystems, but I think Vive at this point uh, has has the better software. Would you guys agree which with that? Which ones did which no, uh, software? I don't no, agree. we don't no? agree. <laughs> no, I don't agree. Uh, I'm sorry, Robo Recall is the best game out there. Super I've seen hot. them hack it to make it Super high is okay. I yeah, I think uh, I know Robo we disagree on this, but yeah, but yeah, but they're both um, good. They're both good. They're both very good. They're okay, both well, very well, good. Well, well, I mean, the Oculus is cheap now, so if, if it'll work That's, on it, oh you my know. god, we have to talk about that. They are selling way under, I mean, what that thing is worth or cost. Or what, what's the term for when you're selling it at cost? Is that it? Or at a loss? I guess at yeah, a loss. Selling it. Yeah, yeah. They just bumped the price on that one down again. For uh for Prime Day, which is the wonderful day where we celebrate the death of Optimus Prime, uh, they yeah. were selling the Oculus Rift <laughs> for just five hundred dollars with the touch controller. Well, yeah, it's four hundred dollars right yeah. now. It's it, yeah, right now the normal price. It's, it's not even on Prime Day. Like like they they launched it to Prime Day, but it wasn't like a Prime Day exclusive. The Oculus Rift and Touch is three ninety nine. So oh, that's maybe a really I'll, good deal. So get yeah, it so now, maybe Christina. Should. You got to get it now before they're yeah. <laughs> before I mean, they're what do you gone. think is gonna happen? them i mean i think facebook has really been struggling i mean obviously they've had you know the the, the setback with the, the patent lawsuit and with you know the palmer lucky drama and all that stuff and i think that um i mean you guys are saying the games are now better in oculus but um you know i think that that for uh, y- even if that's true i think a lot of people have um kind of at least i was under the impression and, and again maybe i was completely wrong but like it, it seems like vive is kind of in and steam has really kind of dominated the conversation no that's it's true it's just oculus has some games that are exclusive for it like robo recall generally speaking everything that's out on vive uh you know like it it's on Oculus it's on, as well yeah or you can just play it regularly on steam even Simone, are you aware of any games that are exclusive for for uh, not off the I've top never, of my yeah. head? I could casually Google that, but yeah, like every every game that I think about that I'm super excited about for VR is on the Oculus. I mean, we mentioned Robo Recall and Super Hot, and then um, but 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 this awesome Marvel game that uh, The yes, Verge and Polygon just got to try at D23. That's going to be a Vive exclusive. Uh, yeah, we can talk about this one. So this is, uh, yes. there's a game called Marvel Powers, hold up. There's a game called Marvel Powers United that is coming out for Oculus Rift. It's an Oculus exclusive in 2018. And basically, you get to inhabit different characters from the Marvel Universe, like Rocket Raccoon or um, Hulk, Captain Marvel. Captain freaking Marvel, who hasn't even had her movie come out yet. But whatever, go, take your time, Marvel. It's fine. You'll get there, I'm sure. Um, and fight as those characters, which is super cool on its own. But the thing that stuck out to me from uh, this Verge preview of the game by Brian Bishop was that it really drives home the feeling of being in these characters because you have the different sizes of them, which is something that I think you wouldn't get outside of a VR game, you know, um, no matter how awesome a game is or how awesome your computer is, you won't feel like you're a nine foot tall Hulk unless you are a nine-foot-tall Hulk inhabiting your virtual Hulk body. Um, so, yeah, that, that was super exciting. And that's, the I think, the fact that Disney is working with uh, with Oculus on this. Um, it, it's an Oculus exclusive, like I said. Like, there clearly are higher corporate powers invested in this console, but the fact that it the price has dropped so much recently 
does continue to make me nervous. Like I haven't seen a single thing about VR economically that makes me feel super, super confident that as a consumer tool or consumer product, it's going to catch on. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's it's interesting because they all try to kind of – the companies themselves are, are trying to kind of uh, make uh, the statements like, oh, look at how many we've sold. But like Oculus hasn't sold in, in large quantities. Sony is, is bragging about how many they've sold. But yet when I talk to – when I have talked to game developers – I've heard really mixed things. Like nobody's mm-hmm. really wanted to go on record about how much they've they've made. And yeah. the people who, you know, um, Alchemy Labs, who Google bought, who did Job Simulator and, and the Rick and Morty game, you know, Google just bought them. Um, mm-hmm. Something and now, now part of that could be because they're doing amazing stuff. And I and, and the Rick and Morty game was one of the most fun things that I've ever played. And I'm really looking forward to actually being able to to, to, to play that all the way through. Um, but you know, but you wonder like that was kind of one of the big breakout hits. Like obviously, maybe Google is. Um, saying, oh, well, we want the, the the this team and and you'll continue to make experiences and whatnot. But part of me who's like a cynic says, if your company is making a lot of money selling, you know, VR games, you don't necessarily sell like a year into, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wonder if you yeah. saw that moment. It, 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 it seems odd. You're and making it, them to populate a market that isn't quite vibrant yet. Now that I'm thinking about this, because there has been a lot of conversation uh, in the gaming community um, that I have definitely disagreed with about uh, people not liking that Oculus has so many exclusives, um, which I have said before is silly because obviously developers need to get paid and Oculus slash Facebook is funding their ability to make these games for this these systems and kind of suss out what we can do with this technology that is so, so new. But it it is very interesting that Oculus and Vive are going about it in such completely different ways. Where I'm I'm looking at a list of Vive games now, and I am not really seeing anything that's exclusive to this console that it or to to this platform that is making me be like, yes, Vive is the Vive has more value than Oculus at this point, like. So, yeah, it's interesting to me that they're approaching this question from completely different ways where Oculus is really trying for exclusivity of its content and Vive is kind of throwing things into the this Steam marketplace that is already so huge in gaming and kind of seeing what sticks, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's exactly it. I mean, you know, I think if virtual reality was going to take off, I think we would have seen it by now. Um, you know, one of the stories we decided not to do this week, but I'll just mention it in passing, is Google Glass has kind of had a second act uh, mm-hmm. in the industrial space, right? Right. For people out there in warehouses, it's not like a futuristic thing. It's just showing them like inventory as they're going around like doing their jobs. So I, I think, you know, I've said since the beginning, I think, you know, Microsoft HoloLens is the most important bet in this space. Uh, and we'll see if that, you know, if it pans out, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm right there with you, Simone. I'm I, I'm sad that you know VR kind of bungled the launch to this degree, but you know it's ultimately going to be a pleasant distraction. Maybe if Christina, with really all her Microsoft yeah. dollars, just keeps buying VR headsets <laughs> and buying <laughs> VR headsets. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think that I, honestly, I, I wonder if some of this. I mean, I think at least for me, I think that a part of it has been you know the with the exception of PlayStation, the requirement to have a really powerful computer, I think, puts a lot of people off. And, I mean, if we're also being honest, the the tethered aspect, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
Like, I think that it's 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 not great. It, you need to have a lot of room. I mean, that means that you've got to live in a big enough space to have a lot of room to kind of move around and, and do mm-hmm. what you want with it. And um, those are barriers to entry that I think are, are really high for regular people. And at this point, even though everybody is a gamer, you know, gaming is, is something we all do. Not everybody is willing to spend minimum of, you know, a couple thousand dollars and, and having, you know, finding a place to set up you know, their room scale stuff to, to be able to do VR even as, as enticing as it is, you know, I think even more than that. And maybe you guys, cause you guys have a lot more experience with it than I do, but I would argue, I still haven't seen that killer app for VR. I still mm-hmm. haven't seen that killer yeah. thing that makes me go. I can only experience the world this way. Um, and, and yeah. I was really surprised Robo Recall flopped as much as it did. It's so friggin' it good. But yeah, I, I do agree, really Christina, good. that it's not, yeah. I don't think it's a killer app. Like, it's a really good video game, but it's not, again, the, the platform, it's not the friggin' candy crush of VR games, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think it there almost be. needs to be a social experience or something. Like, that's going to be the app, like, involving some sort of social element to it. But, you know, it came out, and the demo for it was freaking amazing. And then, like, you get it, and the game itself kind of doesn't hold up that well uh, when you're playing it. But it's still, like, the best game on the platform. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't know. I think it's... Uh, I think it's sad. Yeah. Well, let's move on to something even sadder for yeah. people who were <laughs> investing in Bitcoin or specifically <laughs> Ethereum. So uh, a cryptocurrency trading website called Coindash was hacked this week and more than $10 million in a cryptocurrency called Ethereum was stolen, which is so freaking terrible yeah Uh, so yeah they've said that they will refund tokens to some users but not to anyone who was still engaging in trading after the website was shut down right now to give some background to to, to give some background what this was is that there is a thing that is happening now in the cryptocurrency community called initial coin offerings so rather than doing an ipo as some companies would do you know where you go public and try to raise money that way what companies are doing is that they are raising money um, by issuing tokens that can then be exchanged for uh, you know bits of, of cryptocurrency and those tokens can then be used you know, within the the, um, the 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 business itself, the startup itself. And I don't know what Coindash's underlying business model was other than being, you know, presumably some sort of platform for stuff. Um, uh, Brendan Ike, CNBC who, called it the uh, E-Trade of cryptocurrency. Okay, so they were trying to be basically like, like a, which makes it that much worse. But they were basically trying to raise <laughs> an initial coin offering. And so they were basically trying to, you know, um, uh, basically kind of build a business and, 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 and do that around um, – uh, these ICOs are becoming popular. A lot of people might, uh, not a lot of people, but I guess maybe our listeners, you might be familiar with the the Brave browser. I have a lot of issues with with Brave, especially how they are uh, pur- uh, purporting to pay uh, for content. It's basically um, the guy who briefly ran Mozilla and um, was the inventor of JavaScript, Brendan Eich. He um, started his own browser, which is a, a fork of, uh, of Chrome. And in addition to having, you know, some uh, good security things built in, it also has like a built-in ad blocker. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the idea behind Brave is that you can pay um, like micropayments uh, to websites that you want to support in lieu of advertising. And and Brave is supposed to handle getting the money to them. Now, I, I don't want to get into a whole thing about Brave because I, I think their business model and how they're actually going to pay, you know, websites is is pretty suspect. 
but they did have a very successful um, initial coin offering and ICO a few months back and, and raised, I don't remember how many millions of dollars, but but a, a considerable you know sum of money uh, people paid um, for, for, for Brave. Um, and so in a lot of other, you know, um, businesses, especially uh, like Asian business, uh, businesses, a lot of Chinese companies are, are, are doing ICOs and you see it other places too, are, are basically um, raising money in crypto. Mm-hmm. What happened with Coindash, and it's still not super clear what happened with it, but like how this all happened. But some, because they're not being transparent, oh, exactly, this, and 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 they don't. You know? ha- and the problem yeah. is they don't have to be transparent because this stuff is all. This is all the wild, wild west. So to be clear, like if you invest in an ICO, it is not like investing in an IPO where you at least have you know some uh, you know you have a you know exchanges that have regulation behind. There's no regulation behind this. So what happened was you know they they announced they were going to be doing this ICO. People you know come in and and. and Send money to the the Ethereum wallet back, backed wallets with the address, and they're supposed to get tokens in exchange. And what happened was within four minutes of being live, it was it was a clear in their Slack. They were saying, you know, everybody stop that the website's been hacked. This isn't a joke. And the address <sighs> that had been posted, the Ethereum wallet address that had been posted on the website was changed. And so anybody who accessed the site, you know, during that period of time and sent money to that wallet was basically just sending money to somebody else, was like wiring money for something else and, and not doing anything. And, you know, some people yeah. might be issued, some people might get their money back. Who even knows? There's all kinds of conspiracy theories that maybe the the, the company itself was behind the hack and is just trying to take the money and run. Yeah. You know, it, who, who knows? But, um, but Brie, you know, we kind of argued about crypto a few weeks back. And although I'm, I'm willing to say, I, I, I think that, um, you know, definitely it's going to be a thing going forward, even if I personally don't know, you know, if micropayments will ever be a thing. I, I definitely don't argue that the crypto is is uh, having a moment right now. What are your thoughts when, A, you know, Ethereum already dropped in value hugely like last week and, and people are flooding eBay with, with GPUs because the, the mining stuff is happening. There's going to be a big vote um, happening with within Bitcoin um, in a couple of, uh, like in two weeks, about whether or not, you know, things split or not, and, and it's kind of forked. And and now you have like, you know, an ICO, a pretty prominent ICO get hacked. What is your take on what does this mean kind of for, for you know, cryptocurrency going forward? Well, I mean, it certainly is a really bad moment for Ethereum, yeah. right? I mean, how could this not be? And to me, the advantage of Bitcoin is it's kind of tied away from the typical financial interests. And to me, what gives me real pause is I don't know what the advantage is when you have the exact same financial entities that, you know, basically control the US dollar and other currencies around the world controlling like Ethereum. I'm like, okay, what's the freaking point? Like if the if the idea behind this, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but the libertarian line here is that, you know, governments rig the financial markets. It's not tied to anything. It's not true. We need decentralized currency because it avoids all those things. Like, I don't understand when all the major backers behind Ethereum are like the same financial powerhouses. So that mm-hmm. argument escapes me. And then you've got this getting hijacked and they're not being clear with people. I think you'd have to be out of your freaking mind to to continue and to, in, to invest in this. I mean, there's no transparency. There's no answers. I mean, at this point, it's basically – it's almost a cult, right? right? And there there are legitimate reasons to be very suspicious of Bitcoin. You know, the fifty one percent attack is an, it's entirely possible. 
Bitcoin is controlled by Chinese miners. Right. You know? Bitcoin, uh, they have real serious issues with uh, you know the bit rate uh, being very slow. These are all very real, fair issues with it. But you know, to me, I think you know it's very clear that you know Bitcoin, like they haven't had a scandal like this yet. So. I just uh, I'm glad you brought this, and I hope they pull it out of the tailspin. Mm-hmm. But um, it certainly gives me a lot of pause. That's my take on it. And it definitely seems like I mean to get into cryptocurrency at all, you have to be pretty pretty savvy about a lot of things. And obviously, I, I think that means that people who are skilled hackers are in this community. But it also I, I, so it, it seems to me to be difficult to stay secure, but also these are the people who should be the most secure of anyone because you have to be marginally tech savvy to even think about investing in this, in my opinion. So I don't, it it seems it's not a game that I would want to play at all. If yeah. that makes sense. You know, Christina, if you got in the iMac Pro, you could have used that power to mine Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I, yeah, I, I don't know about that. It's, it's funny. When I reviewed the Mac Pro all those years ago, that was actually the one thing I did with the dual uh, D700s <laughs> or whatever, is I actually like yeah. mined Bitcoin. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that was the only thing that oh. crashed the iMac. Or not the iMac. Oh that was the only God. thing that crashed the Mac Pro was was mining Bitcoin, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but but that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, but I could have I could have been uh, mining Ether. Totally, um, but but alas, <laughs> may, may, maybe um, maybe by the time maybe what I'll do instead is is cruise eBay for those cheaper GPUs now that the Ether price uh, tanked and, <laughs> uh, and 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 put one in an enclosure and and have a better gaming system for my iMac. Maybe that's well, what if I'll any do. Rocket listeners do want to get into this, I just put the WikiHow article for mining bitcoins in our show notes. <laughs> You too can can have massive monies. So what this makes me wonder is how a theft like this is even handled. Is there is there any sort of recourse that people can take beyond to, to hold the the company responsible? No, no. Cool. I mean, no. Well, I mean, it's a question for a lawyer if they can get. Yeah, that. but how but are you going to find? It seems to me. Right, exactly. How are you going to do it? No, I mean, this is, it's like, and like basically, know, so basically this person has all this. SOL. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. SOL. They've gotten away SOL. with it. Um, Man, okay. Yeah. Somebody teach and this was such a, a simple thing, too. Like redirecting a link to a, a different wallet. Like, come on, <laughs> teach me how to do that. I'll take $10 million worth of Ethereum. I don't know how to turn that into real person money, but I'll take it. No, I would never do something so no, morally wrong. No, you would wrong. never. Well, but but this is this is like I guess kind of like why there are a lot of conspiracy theories around it. And who I, I don't want to I don't want to have no idea any of the background of this company or anything about it. And as Bree was saying earlier, that's kind of the problem is they're not being transparent about this at all. But that's why I think a lot of people are kind of um, you know like rolling their eyes because you would think okay if you're going to have this sort of ICO. Um, you're going to have a really secure web server, and it doesn't seem like it was secure at all. Somebody was able to, to to bypass their web server and then change things, and so that's why some people are saying, "Well, maybe you just you know change the wallet destinations." Um, it, you know, looking at the logs that, that were happening, you know, in Slack, that it doesn't seem like they knew what was happening, and, and maybe the reason they haven't been more transparent is because they're all freaking out. But I, I do wonder 
this is probably – this is definitely – somebody is going to do a startup around this if they haven't already. There are probably a dozen of them. I'm just not aware. But I think that this – if since ICOs are going to continue unabated, you know, even though they're unregulated and even though it's the wild, wild west and even though, you know, uh, at some point people will lose enough money that maybe there will be some sort of crackdown if there can be or whatever. But while these things exist, there's probably an opportunity for somebody to create like a uh, an ICO platform, you know, where – we're guaranteeing, you know, that we will handle all the security and make sure that, that this process does so these things don't happen. So that the companies mm-hmm. that are that are doing an ICO that it's all taken care of. Um, yeah, you know how how you prove that though, I don't know, but you know, but there, but it seems like that's probably an opportunity um, with uh, for future people. Yeah. To 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 bend their minds around. Yeah, it's there's a, there's a lot that has to happen in that market to make it. Not terrifying. Before we move to our next topic, can I just, I know this isn't even on our schedule. I just have to put a sentence out there for our listeners. Christina, you just tweeted that Lena Dunham is yeah. going to be on American Horror Story yeah. next season. And I just, just saw that. I just, I just, the American I, I, Horror Story right there. Uh, I'm just right? saying, I, I, I think it's perfect. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's perfect, perfect too. I just, I, I, just, I just hope that we yeah. finally get the answer to Lambie Gate. Uh, I hope it's finally taken care of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hope that it's all, like... <laughs> The jokes write themselves. Like I couldn't. Yeah, I just. Oh. That's why I just tweeted. Wow, because I can't even. It's just. But yeah, I, <laughs> I really hope Lambie is involved in this somehow. Um, I I can't wait to to. Yeah, I, I'm wow. trying to think. Is there wow. more, is there a more Lena Dunham show for her to guest star on? No, no, no. right, right. No. Like this is no. this is kind this of perfect. Is- she was born for this. She was. She was born for this. She was born yeah. for this, and and it's she's going to be the most insufferable character. I guarantee it. Um, and it'll work. It'll it'll work. I want to clarify yep. that I, I I realize I kind of slurred it there. I did say horror and not a homonym. That <laughs> sounds like that when I made a joke about <laughs> Lena Dunham being on American Horror Story <laughs> just now. I would watch that show. Uh, yeah, I would, I would watch that. I show, would watch Simone. that show too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm with that you. would be amazing. Yes, yeah. but a very different thing. Very different. Oh thing. my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking back on it and I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. I have to clarify that. No. no <laughs> Speaking of fine. things that aren't fine, Christina, you have a lot of feelings about <laughs> the Atari box, which is going to oh. be the next NES. Right? No, no, right? it's not. Right? No, it's terrible. Right? I hate this. I hate everything about this. It's like, first of all, people calling it Atari. No, the the actual Atari went out of business years and years ago. This is just some company that licensed the name, first of all, right? Second of all, there already was an NES Classic Edition of the Atari 2600. It was called the Atari Throwback, and it came out like 10 years ago. And I bought the second edition because that one had the um, um, – who was the publisher? The Activision games, uh, which other – devices didn't have they still sell it if you look at amazon you can get an atari throwback uh, so it's like a very tiny miniaturized uh 2600 that has a bunch of games built into it and some um you know uh joysticks uh that'll connect to your tv and that like i said like that came out years and years before the nes classic was even a glint in in, uh, <laughs> in, in, in nintendo's eyes before they thought that they could you know uh tease us and uh, and and not give uh, not, not not make enough of them for people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I bought one like literally like nine years ago, and that was the second edition. They've had I think they're now on like the seventh or eighth edition. The the game selection is not as good, and and there's some other issues. I don't know. I don't understand what this is. It's a render. 
It it looks terrible. I think it's running Android. They claim they're going to be running Atari games, but again, they're not very specific about what games they are. Can I read to you my favorite sentence from uh, The Verge's write-up? Atari isn't providing any more information on pricing, release dates, game content, or even full specs right now. Period. So basically, they've released pictures of the console, of of this piece of of hardware. Um, called the Atari Box comes in black and wood, wood color. Um, which I mean, it looks cool. It does look cool, but basically, they're just saying. I think it looks cool. Whatever. They're basically just saying, "Here is a thing that we are going to make. You can play Atari games on it. Period. But yeah. nothing about what, what they games will be. there are. Well, and again, and what this Atari games." Look, most are of the terrible. first po- yeah, and They're terrible. Hey, most of them are most of them are terrible, but even beyond that, Brie, um, the first party games, the Atari branded stuff, some of those are okay, but the really good stuff was all from Activision. So and, and from other publishers, so Namco and places like that. So if those publishers aren't on this platform, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah. and, and like you said, like, I, I was too young for the Atari. I had the, the yeah. throwback console, and I enjoyed it. It was, like, a fun thing to do. But, like, there's no multiplayer in the traditional sense. Um, the graphics are really bad. Um, the 8-bit Atari stuff, I, I don't even really remember. Some people liked it. Some people really liked the Atari computers of that era. I, I didn't. Uh, but, like... Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, as you as you've mentioned a lot of times, Brie, and I'm going to let you rant on this because I know you have thoughts. Yeah, sorry, but like, sorry, sorry. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. But like, I was just going to get this out. Like, you've talked repeatedly about how some of the NES stuff holds up and some of it doesn't, and like the Super Nintendo is really like the the classic, like the real generation will shift. It's it's what's what's really telling though is we can go back and play those NES games with the glitches and all, and still they can be enjoyable. And like, I think even little kids today could enjoy certain games, but. If you try to to give anybody like my age or or younger, you know, an Atari thing, it's like, what am I looking at and what am I doing? It's 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 a horrible experience. Like it's a, a strict <laughs> nostalgia play, which is fine for like a thirty dollar thing that you plug into your TV that you buy at Urban Outfitters, right? Which is what the the old throwback things were. But but this thing, what are they thinking? Yeah. So okay, so we have the largest arcade in the entire world, uh, very close to Boston. It's up in uh, New Hampshire. It's called Fun Spot. It's basically like six floors of old Atari games. And I love to drive up there. Like my husband and I do it all the time. Like we'll make a date of it. But it's I've got to be honest. Like there in the entire place, there may be ten games that really hold up that I enjoy playing. And the thing is, the Atari, I'm sorry, those games don't hold up. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man sort of no. holds up. Pac-Man sort of, yeah. is a good game. Yeah, it's not a great game, but it's it's enjoyable the way that all those games are enjoyable. That It's a very pattern-based game and a very reflex-based mm-hmm. game. And I think as far as a, a historical moment of games that's important to appreciate, I think you can enjoy that. I think you can enjoy Rally X. I think all gamers should probably play Adventure at one point or another and like experience the Ready Player One moment. That's a lot mm-hmm. of fun to do. But overall, these games suck. I mean, uh, yeah. Pitfall, sort of okay. No, I guess. Again, that's, yeah. but that's Activision again. So who knows if that'll yeah, even be on it? Like, there. I don't know okay, if so the rights what to is it. There? What's there? Okay. Uh, and we don't know what's there. We won't know what's there until they tell us anything. That's not there. Yeah. 
We yeah, don't know I, yet. And There's, I just, I was at a, um, a coworker's house and he has one of those, uh, I'm forgive me, I don't know what they're called, but one of those consoles that's like a table where the t- the top of the table is the screen and you can play games like Pac-Man and Galaga. Um, so these games that are, that are, were on the Atari and like, it's cool to play them. I'll sit down and play them for a couple minutes, but I, I don't have the drive and the patience to sit there in my own home and play these games to completion. Like it's fun in an arcade when you're, you're putting in coins and you're trying to get that value back like of, of playtime. But I can't see myself sitting down in my living room and be like, Oh yeah, time to freaking play Galaga for an hour or two. Like, Oh my gosh, I would, I would lose my mind. I mean, there's some, I think there are some gamers that enjoy the sheer skill mm-hmm. that takes. I mean, that is a very, very hard thing to do, especially yeah. to a modern gamer. Yes, and like they're totally learning to play through Contra without the 30 lives code, there is fun to be had there. But it's just the the thing that really gets me, Christina, and like we're burying the lead here. And that's the Atari box has some wild fantasy about being a developer machine where people are going to develop Atari (laughs) games apparently and you take that because it's not a closed system it's got a um, you know an RG88 cable jack on it like for Ethernet you know it's got like the the parts of a modern system on it and what I see when I when I look at that, it's like clearly they expect this to be a modern platform. And it's right. like good freaking right. luck with that, guys. <laughs> yeah, for real. Good luck. Like, good yeah. luck. Yeah, it's, you are, yeah. I, oh I definitely want to reiterate, like there, there's value in preserving these games as always, but this is sketchy as heck. Yeah, this is sketchy, and and I it feels like to me it just feels. Like, everybody's writing about it. I mean, The Verge, I think, did a nice job as kind of, you know, putting some skepticism to it. But I've seen a plenty of outlets, like, mm-hmm. not have any skepticism at all. And, and just be like, oh, we're, we're, the glory days are back. And it's like, first of all, the Ugh. person writing this article, I guarantee you, has never actually played an Atari console. I guarantee it. Second of all, like, you're you're too young and, you, you, ha- you know, and if you have, it's been in a very weird way. You're not of that era. And, and second of all, it's like – we don't know anything about they're, – they're not giving us anything. It's mm-hmm. literally kind of like vaporware. And and also, I mean, to your point, it's like we want to have a new platform. Who – like it's hard enough to get people to download games for iOS or Android or, you know, to, to make a game for that you can have people find, you know, on, on Xbox or on Steam or on PlayStation or whatever. Like what are you doing? You know, like mm-hmm. no. Like, like NVIDIA has actually a really good platform with the Shield. And that plays at least some some Steam stuff, and it has you know access to to the Android you know store and whatnot. Um, but people still aren't building like 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 Shield specific games, and the Shield is actually a really good platform, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why would anybody care about Atari? And yeah. and like I said, it's not even really Atari. It's like the company that owns the Atari trademark. And what happened to the the Steam machine? It's basically disappeared from discourse. Oh yeah, we'll do- and that's oh, made by God, the people yeah. who make the biggest video game like software platform that we have right now market yeah 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 i 
I was thinking about, I was talking about this today on Twitter and I would I'd love y'all's uh, opinions on this. So I think this is a suicide mission. Like if I had a list of consoles I would want NES Classic for, it would be like, okay, put the Neo Geo on there. <laughs> you know, put uh, Sega Saturn on there. Like, you know, put all these things first. And then like the Atari is probably going to be at the bottom of that list. Yeah, but sorry, something Atari. I do. Yeah, sorry. It's it to, rhymes just for a reason. to you. Right. Uh, but something I think would be very successful is I was thinking about this. So have either of you ever like worked with like actually programming SNES games or Genesis games? No, ma'am. No. It, is, it is ungodly hard. It is ungodly hard. And I was thinking today, though, like you could – I was thinking today about how successful it would be if either Nintendo or Sega brought back like a dedicated 16-bit system, like keep the chiptune requirement in it, you know, keep the colors on screen, keep the resolution, all those things the way that they are, but open up like a modern developer kit because it's so much easier to do those kinds of games now with like modern APIs mm. and like open that up. That would be the most awesome indie system ever made. Like think about that. What if they could like bring, you know, like uh, Sailor Moon another story, like that English translation and you could play it legally? I imagine all the awesome things they could put on something like that. I I think that would be a real hit. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be very Maybe cool. Maybe you should. <laughs> you should go to the hardware I'm market. Busy. I'm a little busy. Oh, I moment. guess. I guess you are. Hey, speaking yeah. of being yeah. busy, what are you up to this week? Uh, okay, when I'm not like, oh, God. I don't even want to talk about it. I've got so much stuff to do. It's fundraising. It's meetings. It's fundraising. It's terrible. Blech. Blech. <laughs> <laughs> Kissing the babies. I, I will say this. I will say this. This is something positive I can say. I am really, really enjoying the Final Fantasy XII remake on PS4. And I don't know if you've ever played that, Simone, but it is excellent. It is the best Final Fantasy game that has come out in probably the last decade. And it is very worth your time. So, I, yeah, I need to check that out. That, it's that really and Final good. Fantasy VI, I've got to get my dirty little yeah, hands on them and experience it, it's culture. got sexy sky pirates like Baltier is like the sexiest final fantasy character ever and so is fran she's sexy chewbacca so it's just like everyone in that game is just unbelievably good <laughs> <laughs> what maybe that'll be what i do this week christina what are you up yeah, to this you week should. So um, finally, at long last, after talking about this on the podcast for what seems like forever, I'm moving. So uh, next time we talk, I will be living in Capitol Hill in Seattle. And so I'm very excited because I move uh, tomorrow and Friday. So I'm excited. Heck I'm also yes. going Good to luck. be on, on, on Friday. I'm going to be um, judging um, on the judging panel for um, App Camp for Girls Seattle. Ooh. So, uh, which is awesome. So, um, our, our, our friend of the show, uh, uh, Jean, um, her 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 five hundred one three C app camp for girls is an amazing um, nonprofit that helps uh, middle school girls learn to code. And I'm really excited to be able to participate uh, a little bit this year and help you know kind of judge their their final projects. I'm I'm really excited about that because I know that the the girls are I'm sure working you know extremely hard and and uh, I think it's it's awesome and even it, it's also I'm I'm happy that it's happening on. Friday because that's when the thick of the terrible moving will happen <laughs> and so Grant will deal with all of that and I will be out of the house. You are making the uh, next generation uh, of coders stronger and providing a role model. 
precisely. I'm pro- yeah. providing a role model, and I'm also not going to have to be in the house dealing with the, the the delivery people who are returning all of our things to us after oh, two months away. Oh, which gosh. I, I, yeah, exactly. Like that could it, be a mistake, though, Christina. Like tell I, Grant to really keep no, an eye on things. No, I, I, yeah. When they- yeah. No, I trust Ooh. him to do it. Well, it was one of those Ooh. things too when when they packed everything up. Like I could I, that was what I like returned the cable boxes like I took an Uber like to deep Brooklyn to return the cable boxes because I was like I do not want to deal with this. This is this is too much. So yeah, I mean I'm, there will be some of it that I will be uh, exposed to and then at a certain point I'll be like peace. I'm gone. Um but yeah, uh so so that's happening uh, for for me this week. I'm moving and I'm um, app camp for girls. Noise. Uh, so I am actually reviewing this week the dad dating sim that I think <gasps> is finally out. Uh, I have to oh check on God. Steam. Yeah, this is so I good. Know. So I'm basically going to be playing it all day tomorrow. Which dad? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, I still yeah. need to uh, use my freaking code and unlock it. it. It was delayed till today, so I didn't. They didn't release any advance review copies. No, it unlocks in approximately less than an hour. So <laughs> next Simone time is going to be dating a daddy in eighty minutes. It's going to be wondrous. Here, so uh, my prediction: remember, don't appropriate daddy, Simone. I'm sorry, right, dating a right. father. Okay, <laughs> I, a father, will have dated another father. Sorry, let me provide some background for our listeners. Um, there is a dad dating simulator called Dream Daddy that's coming out on Steam today. Um, I'm very excited about this. It's being published by Game Grumps, who who do let's plays and stuff online, um, and developed by them also. I, I, developed by people, yeah. It, in that structure anyway so you are a dad you design your own dad sona and then you date other dads um and that's i, so I don't know what more you want each other <laughs> so is daddies dating daddies yes of course that's amazing it's going i love it dad um and i think i, I think i might date fitness dad just ju- purely mm-hmm. aesthetically because i don't know them yet i don't know their personalities their intricacies i'm 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 just looking at the the article um, on a Polygon that has like a the just like the cover like who's your dream daddy mm-hmm. and um, I'm immediately uh, drawn to the dad with a baby Bjorn um, around his stomach. Um, oh yeah, the, and, and the baby has a little hoodie and he's got like a good haircut. Is is that Fitness Dad? Yep, that's him. That's Fitness okay, Dad. Okay, I'm, t- I'm totally into Fitness Dad. Yeah, I also like Preppy Dad with the with the. Oh, he's you know, like uh, the shoot. I just saw this today. He's like a Christian minister dad, which I'm oh. super into. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm kind of into that too. Oh, I kind, I want his repressed self. I was gonna say repressed Christian dad, like who looks. Yeah, I mean, but no, but but but, but Fitness Dad, I'm here for. It. I he's cute. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and the baby is a cute accessory. That's what I I think I like about this game is that the baby. See, it's just like the Kardashian game, which is you know <laughs> was a great game. I I haven't played it in a really long time, so I don't know if it still is. Where like the babies are just like literally accessories. I think yes. that's I think I think that's how video games should treat children. If I'm honest, that's how life should treat children. No children. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it, it exactly. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Your daughter. You have a Brown cool daughter. She's a character in the game. Not, does not endorse those. <laughs> no, we do not endorse either, treating either children as accessories. Yes. No, um, yes. I mean. Except. You guys don't. I do. Yes. Christina does. <laughs> I do. There's Christina also Bad Dad who's like on the side of this and he's kind of like <laughs> grizzled and sinister. And I, I'm super, I, I might be into him too. No. But we'll find out. No, I'll let you know. Next week don't. you'll know which dad is my one true love. Um, you know what? I might actually, if I have time, Simone, like I'm looking at this. How much is this game? Um, Like 20 bucks I might, probably. 20 bucks. 
I mean, it, we'll, wait, wait for, for reviews because it, it was reviews. it was delayed. Um, well, they're fixing bugs and stuff, which obviously happens. Um, but so there, there's no advanced reviews of it. We don't know how it's going to be. I know there's some people who've been playing it on YouTube. Uh, YouTubers like have some copies. But anyway, my review will this be up by the amazing. end of the week. So you can. Okay, you so can I'm going to read that. your review, and then I'm going to probably buy it just so I can. <laughs> It's I'll read your review and then I'll throw your review in the garbage and buy the game anyway because I want to date a dad. Christina exactly. Warren said. I, w- I want my dads to date. Yeah, please, please go please out with don't date dad, lumberjack dad, dad, bad dad. Please don't Simone. Oh god, this yeah, lumberjack was made dad just for doesn't me. look good. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be shocked up, if there's not a dedication to me in the credits. Oh, I invented daddy you'll culture. You end up in a freezer. That's <laughs> the ending of the game. Sure, in a freezer. I, so. I invented daddy culture. I think that's the episode title. Yeah. It was Christina's yeah, exorbitant spending hour, but sure, I invented daddy culture. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is appropriating me. Okay, and on that note, um, if you would like to explain to me how you invented daddy culture, please leave a review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. And that's the best way, really, to any sort of anything that you think of that would be like a good medium post or a 60 tweet long thread actually should be in our apple podcast reviews so just go ahead and write it there everyone will read it um and we'll all share it widely so please read rate and review because everyone loves it when that happens this has been an episode of rocket and we are terminated 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 terminated